Hello, and welcome to One Single Thought, the podcast where two Christian single women take theological deep dives and bring perspectives on life, mixed with levity and joy. So Heather, what did you have for dinner tonight? I had core life. Ooh, core life. So why don't you tell the audience what core life is? Uh, core life is, I guess it's kind of a fast, casual fusion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a lot of restaurants you find these days. That's like the bowls and you walk up and they put whatever you want in the bowl and it's healthy. And I have celiac disease, which I'll get to later, actually in the topic today about that. But it does have a lot of food that I can eat. So... I love it. I go there maybe two or three times a week, depending on my schedule, trying to cut back. But yeah, it's some it's good, good stuff. stuff. Yeah. I love Core Life. I believe Core Life has healing properties <laughs> because every time I would eat Core Life during this three-year journey, I would something good would happen after physically, like good blood work, something would heal, whatever. But mm-hmm. anyhow, as Heather alluded to uh, today, we're going to devote this episode of One Single Thought to food. So that's a good segue to talk yes. about what today's topic is. Yes, and Rose, we have an extra person in the closet today. We do. I mean, you would think, who else could fit in Studio WIC? But it's the one and only Lindsay Cook. Well, thank you, ladies. So yes. what you all may or may not know, hopefully you know because you listen all the way to the end of the episode, that she wrote our music for the podcast yes and ironically enough my last name is cook yes yes just like our pastor naobc.org check it out in the show notes who is not my uncle but sometimes i say that he is yes no relation but she likes to claim him as would anybody so talk about our topic so today, Heather. our topic today if you haven't guessed is about food we love food we love talking about food we're single we eat weird because we're cooking for one most of the time, but we do try to eat healthy and, you know, we're always experimenting. I think all three of us have done all kinds of different things to try to mix it up a little bit. So this podcast is for maybe the single person who is trying to cook for one and has no idea, or maybe it's someone who's bored or someone who hates to cook or someone who just wants to have some entertainment from listening to us talk about food. This podcast is for you. And so that's our episode for today. Our one single thought is what you got cooking. What you got cooking. Okay, Rose, why don't you start by sharing some of the things that you like to eat. So I'll share a little bit about my eating journey of late. I would say that I've struggled with weight my whole life. I've done almost every diet you can imagine. Weight Watchers and various others. uh, Low carb. Three years ago, I started doing Noom, which is kind of a new, more of a psychological Mm -hmm. diet. And I had lost eight pounds in a month, which I thought was fantastic. And then that's when I got sick and started my three-year journey of health issues. So during that time, unfortunately, uh, I lost like 40, 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then about a year ago, right before Christmas, when I got the sickest, I was down to a weight that I hadn't weighed probably since high school. And coming out of that ICU situation where I was, you know, I was tubed. I didn't, what well, hadn't eaten mm-hmm. for probably three or four weeks. The goal was to work my way up from fluids to soft foods to getting back to eating. Because I hadn't eaten for so long, my stomach was basically shrunken. And I had no desire to eat, which 
had not been a life experience I'd ever had before. Mm-hmm. And when I got to rehab, like I, all my doctors were like, you need to eat everything you see. Now, listen, people, we live for that day, <laughs> don't we? When a doctor yes. says eat everything you can see. So I was, it was really hard to eat. And so I'm going to tell you how I got in. So you might be listening. Maybe you have like a, a challenge or maybe a food disorder or you struggle with like body image or whatever. So I started watching TikTok. Now I did that mm. to pass the time. But what I started doing is I started following people that just eat. Like literally people on TikTok just sit there and eat and talk to you. I think they're called mukbangs in the official <laughs> terminology. <laughs> and it's awesome. And so watching those literally helps me have an appetite again. And mm. I mean... You think that's crazy, but that helped for me to get an appetite. Now I've pretty much gained my weight back, I think, because I've not been able to exercise or walk a lot. And so all that being said, to kind of give you that portion of where I'm at today, you know, I really try to eat like three meals a day. Usually I have to take medicine at night. And so I typically eat some kind of snack, might be a protein bar, might be something not so healthy. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know, caramel popcorn, chocolate hummus, <laughs> you know. Ooh, chocolate hummus is good. So, yeah, so I've kind of become to, like, not have a bad, like, I never had what I would consider an eating disorder. But I, I began to have a better relationship with food because I did not look at food as an enemy or mm-hmm. I almost died three times. The fact that I'm alive, it's like I'm not going to stress over eating and going over my calorie count one day. And think it's the end of the world because what I learned is that when you are at a point of death, you stop eating. And that's just a, a scientific fact. And so because I faced death three times, in two of those three times, I was so sick that I didn't want to eat. So my relationship with food has changed, but I still try to eat three meals a day. Sometimes I'll eat two meals, but I always eat breakfast. I'm big about protein shakes in the morning. I always drink a protein shake. I had to build back a lot of muscle mass. And so it's not that I'm a, you know, WWE wrestler, but protein shakes were recommended Mm -hmm. as a good way to Mm -hmm. build up your protein. So I try to have a high protein breakfast. I eat lunch sometimes, sometimes it's very minor and then I eat dinner and then of course a snack. So that's kind of my eating habits. Lindsay, what about you? What what can you share about your eating habits? Well, I'll say that they've changed over the years and it usually depends on what my fitness goals are at the moment. So in high school and in college, I was always an athlete, but when I went to UofL, I threw hammer and discus. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I stepped on campus, the coach said, Oh, you're going to gain 30 pounds. And I immediately thought, oh no, I chose the wrong sport. (laughs) And uh, so I went from eating a relatively normal diet to a lot of calories Mm. for four years. And then I graduated. And then after I graduated, I didn't stop eating that way. Mm. But I wasn't training Mm -hmm. either. So for a few years, I struggled just learning how to eat like a normal person who's not training for something. Mm -hmm. And so I gained some weight after college, but then I got into a better workout routine and got in a little bit better of a place with food. But I've been through all the phases of (laughs) (laughs) lots of different diets and different ways of eating. Uh, I did keto at one point. I did 
plant-based at one point. But I will say, I learned a lot of cool recipes and I learned how to cook things like lentils and beans and learned a lot about fiber, which I'm a big fan of fiber. It's good for you. Beans are great. But now, now I just try to eat in moderation and eat lots of um, fruits and veggies, mostly veggies and protein, as, as much fruit and veggies as possible. But I don't always do that. But I try to. Because what is our favorite restaurant, Lindsay? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Ding, ding. <laughs> Ring that bell. We love us some Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. So typically right now, if I work out in the morning, I'll have a snack before the gym. And then I'll eat breakfast after I work out. But if I don't work out in the morning, I usually have coffee and maybe some fruit. Because I'm not usually starving first thing in the morning. So if I'm not starving, I'm not going to eat anything. And then at lunch... I like simple. I like to eat simple because I find that if I'm having to prepare a bunch of complicated recipes throughout the week, that I'll just quit cooking and I'll just eat a bunch of fast food because I'm tired of (laughs) cooking all this fancy food. So I'll keep it simple, like uh, rotisserie chicken from Meijer and some veggies or tuna, Mm -hmm. something easy. So that's what I'll have for lunch and then have something similar for dinner. Something frozen, maybe a stir fry or something. But I'll usually pick like a couple meals to cook for the week. And that's what I'll eat on all week. But I don't always do that. Right now, I'm on a uh, kind of a fast food kick. (laughs) (laughs) I go through phases. But, you know, I love Taco Bell. I love food in general. Mm -hmm. It's good. What's your breakfast? Like when you talk about like sometimes you eat breakfast Mm -hmm. after the gym if you're hungry or whatever. Yeah. So what what do you like for breakfast? So usually... I have oatmeal. Mm. I love oatmeal because I always have a few staples in the pantry. Mm -hmm. And usually oatmeal is one of those. And so I'll put some oatmeal in a bowl and I'll put some fruit and some brown sugar Mm -hmm. heated up in the microwave. And that's what I'll have. And it's filling Mm -hmm. and it's easy and I like it. Heather, what do you like to eat? Well, as I've said, I have celiac disease, so I can't eat wheat, rye, and barley and oats are usually suspect, so I avoid them as well. And so my eating habits are a little different than a lot of people's. And I've had celiac disease for over 13 years now, so I've kind of gotten used to it. It's just part of life. But um, it has really, you're talking about changing a relationship with food. It really did change to where I couldn't, there was things I just can't eat them. And so I remember a year or two after I got diagnosed and I was in Kroger and I was looking around and there was that whole aisle of like cookies and little Debbie's and stuff. And I thought I can't eat that stuff. Like that twinge of like, I feel really sad, sorry for myself cause I can't have a Swiss cake roll. But at the same time it was like, I can't eat that, but it's actually good for me that I can't eat that cause it makes me sick. But then also like it's unhealthy. So it's good. You can't eat a Swiss cake roll and you've got a reason not to eat it. <laughs> but that whole, this whole journey of the celiac disease really changed the way I looked at food and I still enjoy eating. And there's, I've learned a lot of ways to eat good stuff with a gluten-free diet, but it's changed for me that I don't look at food so much as a source of constant joy. Like I'm looking to make myself happy by eating. It's becoming more of I'm eating to live, but I still like to enjoy it uh, most of the time. So I don't know if that makes any sense or not. It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my, my, I I don't eat 
we usually eat three meals a day. I usually eat something for breakfast, um, like peanut butter and a piece of fruit or something. But um, the rest of the day, I usually eat small snacks all day long, and then I might eat one bigger, bigger meal. But I mean, it's usually you know raw vegetables, and then I eat Lara bars. I don't know if you've heard of those, but those are mm -hmm. a staple for me. I usually eat one a day because they're so they're they're just the there are dates and nuts and fruit and stuff like that. So it's, it gives you a good source of energy, especially if I'm somewhere and I can't eat the, the food. If like at weddings, I've taken them to weddings before and everybody's <laughs> eating their plates of pasta and I'm eating my little Lara bar in the corner. But there's a lot of things like that that I've had to learn just to, to learn how to deal with being in social situations and eating. But then just being alone, I, I eat whatever I want usually, but I try to eat pretty healthy. So Rose, do you have tips for people who are looking for easy ways to eat well? So yeah, I think there's a misconception that frozen food is not healthy. Hmm. I think a lot of people think, well, <clears throat> if it's frozen, it can't be good. It's probably processed. And granted, a lot of frozen meals and frozen foods are processed and not the healthiest. But, you know, one of the things that I do is I will buy, and of course I'm a little limited in what I can cook because of being in my wheelchair. And even when I'm released to be able to walk around with a walker um, until I get to where I can be more mobile and, and, and feel more safe on my feet, it's going to be hard, you know, to, to, to do a lot. So what I typically do is I will buy things like frozen grilled chicken strips or frozen meatballs that are already cooked or even if I want to be a kid just the frozen chicken nuggets or whatever and you know I can put those in the microwave or the air fryer and cook those up. I've gotten at Sam's before stuffed bell peppers that I could just heat up that are really good. I've gotten recently, I tried the crab rangoons at Sam's that were mm. frozen and those work well in the air fryer. Shout out to my cousin Wes who got me the air fryer because... It's <laughs> a very fancy air fryer. I saw it. <laughs> it is. It's tiny, but it's it's at my level and it's easy to use. And But what I really love is frozen vegetables. So mm. they don't go bad. That's the other thing I think as a single person is stuff getting bad before you eat it yeah like, like buying a bag of lettuce or a bag of spinach it literally will go bad before i can use it i won't buy i love avocado but an avocado I, I mean if i buy two or three they'll go bad before i eat them so i buy like single serving cups of mashed avocado that will last because mm -hmm. they're not you know they're sealed up and you know protected. if you put a avocado a ripe avocado in the refrigerator it'll last really mm -hmm. interesting I've also heard if you cut one open and you sub only use half of it and submerge the other half in water, hmm. that it will... I haven't heard the water thing. Yeah. So I don't, I've not tried it, but... Hmm. So frozen vegetables are a big thing for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm really good about doctoring it up. Like I'll put, you know, usually steam it in the microwave, put butter in it, shredded cheese sometimes, which is probably not the healthiest, but I'll season it with either like garlic powder or even, I've used everything but the bagel seasoning on vegetables just because it comes with everything like salt, pepper, onion powder, garlic powder. So there's, there's literally not a vegetable that I wouldn't like if I can doctor it up 
you know, steaming it in the microwave. I like my vegetables really steamed, but frozen vegetables last. And so that's an option. Air fryer, like I said, I just got it. And so I've, I've been experimenting with it and I've loved it. I can, it's small, but I can make like three rangoons at a time and like seven minutes in it. And so it's, it's great. What about you all? What about, what do you all use for easy meal tips? I mean, I make a lot of baked potatoes, <laughs> baked potatoes, and I do a lot of stir fry if I'm not in a rut where I'm not cooking much and I'm eating for life all week. But usually, you know, it's easy stuff that I can eat. I eat a lot of salads. I eat a lot of hummus and vegetables. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of having staples. Mm-hmm. So sweet potatoes, baked potatoes, eggs. I eat a yeah. lot of eggs. And then I love frozen veggies too, Rose. Mm-hmm. I like, they, they have these combo of rice and veggies that you can Mm -hmm. buy i think at meyer or kroger i can't remember but you steam it and it's got rice and veggies and you can add protein if you want you can throw in some chicken throw in some sauce of your choice and then you got a meal but i do i like simple tuna yeah potatoes do you do potatoes in the oven or the microwave well i like them better in the oven but usually i'm lazy and i put them in the microwave (laughs) yeah yeah my problem with potatoes is I want to add sour cream and butter and make them yeah. not very healthy. <laughs> well, one of the things I did started doing when I was plant-based is doing like Southwest potatoes mm. or like Tex-Mex potatoes. So I would have potato night and I would bake like eight at a time. <laughs> and I, so wrap them in foil, throw them in the oven, and then I would throw salsa, black beans, mm-hmm. corn, cilantro, mm. and just make a big dish out of oh, that's baked good. potato. Yeah. Mm. Are you all potato skin eaters? Like... You eat the whole potato? Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too, but not sweet, usually not sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah, because they have a little sketchy skin. Uh (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sketchy skin. Yeah. So, Lindsay, I know um, you sometimes meal prep. So, what are ways about meal prepping that's helped you or maybe tips you can give about meal prepping? Because I've never meal prepped. I don't know if Heather has, but. I've tried. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone through phases where I'm really intense about meal prepping, and then some days... I just open the pantry and I see a can of beans and I decide that's my meal. (laughs) But I've scoured Google and YouTube and I like to follow different people. There's this one channel on YouTube. I think it's called Six Sisters Stuff. I've seen that channel. I've watched it. Yes. They big one pot meals into a freezer bag and you Mm -hmm. can, you know, multiple meals and it can be for families too Mm -hmm. or single people to have multiple nights, which is nice. And so they're big, they're big one pot meals that you can just throw into your instant pot or however you want to cook it. And I've done that before. Um, but usually I'll pick one or two meals for the week. Mm-hmm. And like if it's a pot of chili or a pot of soup and I'll think, okay, I can get five meals out of this five yeah. dinners. And then if I don't want to eat it every night, you can freeze it. Yeah. So I try to do at least two different meals. So I'm not eating the same thing every day, all day. See, I don't have a problem eating the same thing every day. I usually, I usually do what you just said. Like I'll buy, I'll make a recipe for the week. That's going to last me till Wednesday. Yes. And I'll just eat this every day. I'll eat it for lunch, the leftovers for lunch, and then maybe like scrambled eggs or something for dinner. But yeah, I don't care that much for variety in terms of like having a different meal every day. Yeah, I'm good with that too, because I've made pots of soup in the crock pot and I mean that stuff could last for days mm-hmm. and I'm good with eating it you know however long it takes to get rid of it casseroles that's mm-hmm. another biggie yeah so do you have an instapot I do do you like it I do like it 
Do you have an Instapot? I don't. Heather? Mm-mm. Okay, can I just confess that Instapots scare me? Well, pressure cookers in general always scared me. Because yes. my mom had the old school pressure cooker. Mine did too. Where it looked like the lid could fly off at any minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That little thing on top, uh-huh. that little weight would be... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very scary. <laughs> yeah. But you like the Instant Pot. I do like the Instant Pot. I've made... <laughs> All kinds of things in the Instant Pot. Uh, shredded chicken in the Instant Pot, chili, soups. Yeah, I've made all sorts of... I like, especially like soups mm-hmm. and cooking chicken in the Instant Pot. I think the marketing of the name has soured me because when I think Instant Pot, I think in like air fryer instant. Like, I want to put that chicken in and in eight minutes that, bu- that buddy better be done. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not It's quite. a little bit deceitful because it's not instantly. Right, yes. They you need have another, to wait another name, bit. like somewhat instant. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's like putting it together in an instant, maybe. Mm, yeah. Like you just dump yeah. it all together, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. My my parents got a Ninja Foodie last Christmas, and it's like a big indoor grill with a lid on it. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. But they cook steak, they cook chicken, and, and salmon, and shrimp, and... One of their favorite things is Korean barbecue because the, the, it comes with a cookbook and there's a recipe oh, in there for nice. it and it's really good and it cooks it really fast and you can grill vegetables in it too. So they got this little indoor grill. Um, it's huge, but it's, it's really fast. So I like fast. Mm-hmm. Heather, you recently started using Hungry Root. How's that impacted your eating habits? I've only, di- I only did it for three weeks and, um, I put it on pause because what I found, so Hungry Root, if you haven't heard of it, it is a meal delivery service or grocery delivery service. It's kind of like um, Blue Apron or some of those you might have seen on TV. And you might have heard of Hungry Root. Not um, sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> but I was just thinking one day, you know, I get in ruts when it comes to eating and I really hate hate cooking for myself. And so I thought maybe if I do this, I'll have the food come to me. Like the, they've already, they plan out the recipes, they send it to your house and then you just follow the recipe and it's all there for you. Some of the vegetables come pre-chopped and I was like, okay, this will be good. I'll try, I'll try this and see how it goes. And I like the pre-chopped vegetable yeah, aspect. Some of them are not pre-chopped, but um, some of them are. And a couple of things I've had have been really good. It is a lot of food for one person that doesn't have a single serving so you get at least two servings and they're big servings so you would think okay i eat one serving today and another serving tomorrow well it's a lot of food so i eat three or four servings i can get three or four serving servings out of it so i'm eating it all week and the first week that i did hungry root i asked for i had it set to send me four four recipes and so that was like way over a week's worth of food for me and so i know things tend to go bad um, if I, you know, you wait too long. And so I was like trying to get everything cooked up in time so it wouldn't go bad and then trying to eat it all. And then the recipe would call for like a certain kind of sauce and they'll send you the sauce in this little tub, but it's a full tub and you're only supposed to use two tablespoons of it. And so then you've got this tub of sauce that you need to use for something else. But if you have two recipes in there with the same kind of sauce, they'll send you two tubs of the same oh sauce. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And so like you end up with all this extra stuff that you don't really need that you need to find another use for after after you eat the recipe and so it was a good run i mean it was three weeks <laughs> we <laughs> I, had a good run we had a good run hungry, hungry root i'm gonna <laughs> i'll probably try it again after the holidays because i'm going to be doing some traveling so i thought i just go ahead and put it on pause right now but 
I don't like being locked into something and I felt like it was locking me into it and it was worth trying out. It gave me some good ideas. Um, it gave me some recipes that I think I can copy. So mm, that's good. Um, I'm going to try that. But yeah, it, it, it was a challenge. It was a challenge for me to get outside of my box and eat something different. And did, did the recipes have a lot of garlic in them? Uh, they didn't have garlic in like, they didn't send you cloves of garlic. There might've been some garlic in the sauce and stuff. I tried purple carrot one time, uh-huh. and it's more plant-based. Yeah. And the olive oil had garlic in it. There were cloves of garlic that came with it. And one of the wow. recipes I made was a dish I'd never heard of before. I'd never had it before. Uh-huh. And I made it and decided to eat it right before I went to the gym. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said a word to me at the gym. And I walk into my parents' house. My dad said, what did you eat for dinner? <laughs> You could smell it on my clothes. Oh, wow. I'm sure everybody at the gym was about knocked out from my garlic smell, but it was a good meal. I mean, it tasted yeah. really good. Purple carrot. Yeah, there, there's a couple of meals on the Hungry Root that I have not liked at all. Um, and maybe it's because I didn't make it right, but I followed the recipe. But then there's a couple of things that are really good. There were some vegetarian tacos I tried that was very good. I don't know. I'm not ruling it out altogether. We'll just mm-hmm. see. Maybe, maybe down the road I'll go back to it. Well, I tried plated back when these first became popular and I actually won a gift card at work. And so I was excited because I wanted to try it. And all the meals were good, but man, it took forever to, to make. Mm. Like, I don't know how long it took you guys to do purple um, carrot and hungry root, like to prepare. But none of my stuff came pre-chopped ever. Mm. And so, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you see... All of these, I tried Blue Apron, I tried Plated, I never tried HelloFresh. Blue Apron had more pedestrian type meals, where Plated had more like, there was a meal where I had some sort of fish, Swiss chard, and some kind of beans I'd never heard of, and so I felt like I was at a five-star restaurant, but it tasted great, but it took Mm -hmm. me at least 45 minutes to make, Mm -hmm. so I got home from work, I was like, this is exhausting, I just want to (laughs) eat, you know? Now, the good news was it was two people, a two-people meal, so I had leftovers for the next night, but that was another drawback because I would love a, a, a meal prep kit that's just for one person and didn't provide so much food. But, you know, you see the commercials of for these or the ads and they'll be like two people, you know, a couple in the kitchen, <laughs> you know, chopping their, their vegetables together. And it's like, I, it's just me. And so when it would say, it'll take you 30 to 40 minutes to prep or 20. No, it would say it would take you 15 to 20 minutes to prep. Well, they're expecting that it's a dinner for two. So there's somebody else in the kitchen helping you. But it's huh. just me in the kitchen. And so it took me 30 to 45 minutes to prep, then cook. And so that was that was my downside to it, was just the time that it took. Because I could have put something in the crock pot that morning, come home and sat down and, and ate. Or been lazy and gone and get fast food. But that's my that's my complaint on the box, the meal kits. But yeah. then I tried it. It's called, I think it's just called Factor now, but it used to be called Factor 75. And they were already made meals that you, they were shelf stable just had to put them in the microwave and they were high protein, high fat, low carb. And they were delicious, but they were also a little too expensive Mm. for long-term use. I mean, you can essentially create some of those meal plans yourself if you 
mm-hmm. get the ingredients and you put them in Ziploc bags and you freeze them together, kind of like the Six Sister stuff. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. you can just kind of create your own mm-hmm. Blue Apron. So I've seen in other areas of the country, I don't think there's any in our area, which is the Kentucky, Indiana area, where, and this was pre-COVID that I saw this on a YouTuber's um, channel. They were able to go to a grocery store and a grocery store hosted, like you made freezer meals for your family and you bought all the ingredients. You just, they got all your ingredients for you. You, you know, paid for the ingredients and then they would walk you through prepping and it was like maybe six or eight bags of freezer meals which i thought was excellent because Hmm. it was it was an easy way to do it and you were doing it with other people and i don't know i thought that was kind of cool my freezer wouldn't hold all that but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i knew that someone who did the 30 day i think it was called 30 day gourmet or something but she had to do a she set aside a saturday once a month and she bought all this food a month's worth of food, cooked it all in like one marathon day, froze it, and then she had meals for her family for the entire month, and then she'd buy like the extras. That's pretty ambitious for me. It's pretty ambitious for one person, I guess, but... I think it's pretty ambitious for anybody, whether it's a family or one person. Like, that's a lot of prep. But I've heard about that before. You know you're a real adult when you can't wait to own a deep freeze. (laughs) (laughs) So you can't wait to put all your freezer things in there. All the bags of fresh meat and vegetables. Yeah, then there's that. Then there's like, you know, there's a service called ButcherBox, not sponsored, that you can order meat, like have it delivered once a month, and you could pause it or whatever, just like the meal kits. Mm-hmm. And it they send you like whatever meats you want for the price. You, you fill up your box, and so these families that I watch, I watch a lot of YouTube cooking channels, mm-hmm. and they they they're sponsored by that, and they'll show the the butcher box, and they have all these specials. Like if you sign up this week, you get ba- free bacon for your life, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I love bacon, <laughs> but it just doesn't seem to work if you have a small, like if it's, even if it's just a couple, you know, I think sometimes some of those services are not right. really handy and yeah. What do you all think about organic versus non-organic food? Well, I heard recently that it doesn't matter whether you eat organic or not, mm. but I tend to try to eat organic with the foods that are named as a dirty dozen, which I can't name them all, but all the, the vegetables and fruits that are probably the most contaminated with stuff, mm-hmm. I usually try to eat those. I think organic apples taste better, in my opinion. I'm going to look up dirty dozen and put a link in the show notes. Cause okay. Have you heard of that, Lindsay? I have. and I, Yeah, I have. Do you know the, what they are? Or? No. I think peaches are one of them. Okay. Peaches, um, but I can't remember the other ones. Probably strawberries? I, I can um, look them up. But I went through a phase where I was buying a lot of organic, mm-hmm. and I even bought vegetable spray, and I had a brush, and I would scrub mm-hmm. all the vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. off before I ate them. But I don't buy organic now just because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean... Girls, listen. You get me whatever fruit, vegetable, fresh you got, I just eat it. I don't even half the time wash it. That's pretty sad. <laughs> I'm probably going to die of some carcinogen yeah, or something. you're Okay. <laughs> Here, I'll, I found the Dirty Dozen online, so I'll read these off. This is from 2018. Strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches, cherries, pears, tomatoes, celery, potatoes, and sweet bell peppers. And so they're considered Dirty Dozen. The, the highest level of pesticide residue 
wow. according to the EWG, which is the the Environmental Working Group. Hmm. But then I did see that recently that it it the organic isn't really that much better. I guess is what I read. But I don't think you're gonna die <laughs> from that's good from to know because I'll just pesticide buy grapes and just pop those puppies in without washing them off. So I mean, you might get some you might get some bugs and dirt in there if you don't wash them. But, you, know, you know, a little bug, a little dirt—it's probably good for our souls. So, <laughs> so one thing we didn't talk about is fruits. Like, yeah. what are some of your favorite fruit? Because I love fruit. Mm. So, Lindsay, what are some of your favorite? Fruits? My favorite, my favorite two fruits right now that have been my favorite for a few years now are bananas and apples. Mm. Uh, specifically. I don't know, gala gala apples. Uh, yes, yeah. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'll eat. Sometimes I'll have them for breakfast. Sometimes I'll have them for a snack. I always try to have fruit around as a quick snack. Like if I get a hanker in for something, I don't run to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'll just eat my apple. I don't need a burrito. I just need an apple. Heather, how about I, you? I love frozen grapes. Mm. You ever had frozen grapes? I have. They're like candy. It's like candy. I could just eat the whole bag, especially in the summer when it's hot. Does yes. it give you a brain freeze? I haven't experienced it, but I don't know. They're pretty, I mean, they're, I, I mean, I've only eaten them a few times. They're not my preferred way to eat grapes. They're good, but I think because when I do pop them, I do get a little bit of a brain freeze, so. I mean, I don't, I don't just, like, devour a bag, but I do eat a handful, and I love frozen bananas, too. Frozen bananas are a good um, ice cream substitute. Yes, they are. I also like to cut a banana in half and put peanut butter in between the banana. Mm. That's some good stuff. A banana sandwich. A banana sandwich. Mm. Peanut butter on just about anything Mm -hmm. makes it good. On a spoon. Yes, on a spoon, (laughs) on a piece of celery. Nutella. (laughs) Nutella. That's another one of the things I love. Mm -hmm. Well, I love bananas. That's probably my favorite. I do like apples. I can't say that I could tell you which one is my favorite. The sweeter, the better. Mm-hmm. I like a sweeter apple. I like, in this, you know, time of year, I love caramel apples. Or caramel dip, you know, caramel mm-hmm. dip apples in caramel. I do like strawberries, grapes. Of course, again, I'm really big into the shelf-stable fruits. So, like, apples are good for that. I love the cuties. I love those. And... I love raspberries and blueberries, but, man, if you don't eat those suckers fast, they will mold in your refrigerator. Yeah. So, I don't like to spend the money on them because they're pretty expensive when I know that I might not eat them fast enough. I like plums, nectarines. There is not really a fruit that I've met that I do not love, so. (laughs) You've met your fruit, huh? My fruit. My fruit is one of my loves, and I probably should be better about when I get a hankering for something sweet. To go grab a clementine or something instead of... When I had first gotten diagnosed with celiac disease, I was scared to eat anything that wasn't... Anything that was processed, I was afraid to eat it. So, for like the first six months, I ate strictly whole, unprocessed mm-hmm. food. And I ate a lot of fruit. The first time, I think I had like candy or something. After that, it was just like a sugar smacked you in the face because <laughs> I was so used to getting sugar from fruit, uh-huh. which is good, I guess. You know that you're not getting all that that refined sugar. But yeah, let me tell you about you. a very odd fruit that might be my all-time favorite next Come to what? bananas. It's an odd fruit that you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. It's orange honeydew. Hmm. It looks like a cantaloupe. 
but it tastes sweeter than cantaloupe and it's delicious. I found out about it from Dana, who's in our BFG. For those of you all listening, Lindsay, Heather, and I co-teach our ladies BFG that we refer to, our ladies class here. She got it at Paul's Fruit Market, a local fruit market here, and when it's in season, it it is delicious. Mm. It ranks pretty high, but it's not in season for very long. And I also like cotton candy grapes. Those are really good grapes. But they are also not in season for very long. And I've heard there are gumdrop grapes, but I have never gotten those because they've never been in stock. So, they're good. I cannot do any kind of melons. Oh, the texture just, of them? I just don't like them. Oh. No. I don't like honeydew at all. But hmm. I will, uh, this orange honeydew, I will eat. I like cantaloupe if it's ripe. I do you pick- not like watermelon either? mm Oh, I do like a good... <laughs> Lindsay's Lindsay looking at just, me like I'm insane. Listen, for the audience out there, Lindsay is looking at her like she's got six eggs. Oh, I could live on watermelon. Yeah, I, I love I watermelon. Like In high school, or was it after high school, I helped pick cantaloupes for That's this local farmer. That's why you don't like them. And I never really liked cantaloupe to begin with, and now the thought of it just makes me ill. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Well, I think that wraps up our discussion on our eating habits and what we like to eat and hopefully if you um, are looking for something new to try we've given you some ideas or maybe just had a little laugh because you can identify with us but um that's what we got cooking that's what you got cooking okay rose now it's time for our one random thought so my one random thought today is sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't (laughs) Are you con- are you going to be singing every week now? I would love thing? to be able okay. to sing my random thought every week, but I don't know that I have can accomplish that every week. But I do like to sing at my random thought time. Mm. So that was a commercial for something. I don't even remember what it was. Sometimes, uh, oh, mounds and almond joy. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. So my one random thought is the pistachio isn't really a nut at all. So technically, it is called a drupe. D r u p e which is a fleshy tree fruit that contains a shell-covered seed. So Hmm. when you look at a pistachio, they have like a hard outer shell, and the inside is like the meat of the seed. So with with pistachios, we discard the fruit flesh, and we eat the seed inside of it. So pistachios aren't really nuts at all. Wow, I I never knew that. It's like tomatoes not being a vegetable. Yes. Do you all like pistachios? I love pistachios. I love about any nut. So that's another thing that came out of my re-engineering the way I look at food. Nuts are very high Mm -hmm. in protein. And so love almonds and any nut because they're Mm -hmm. so good. Cashews, very yummy. So Heather, what's our one Ricky thought this week? This stuff is yummy. (laughs) (laughs) So Ricky loves to eat because he's an orange cat and orange cats have the reputation of being voracious eaters like Garfield like yes. Garfield the cat he liked his uh, lasagna. lasagna I've never given Ricky lasagna um, I don't plan to <laughs> but I'm sure he would love it so Ricky loves to eat he also likes to talk to me when he eats and sometimes he'll be eating his his breakfast or whatever and I'll go over there and I'll say hey Ricky and he'll go Rrr! <laughs> I said, hey, is that good? And he goes, I'm not And then he turns around and gets finished his eating. And 
He does that frequently. If I if I say his name when he's eating, he he has to tell me what he thinks about it, and he, usually he's enjoying it and he wants more. So he likes his food. He loves to eat. Lindsay has um, sat for Ricky many times. She's watched him for me, and yeah. she can attest to his. Yeah, so Lindsay, what kind of Ricky thoughts can you share today from your time with Ricky? Well, his cat food tastes pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never eaten his cat food. That's good. Um, That's he, what happened to all that extra food I had. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> no, he's a very entertaining cat. He pretty much entertains himself, and he's very cuddly when Heather's out of town. Well, like I've told Heather, he's an only cat. I'm an only child. We learn to entertain ourselves, so yeah. All right, so let's move into our one single question, Rose. So today's one single question is, what is the most unique meal you've made to eat? So, Lindsay, why don't you start us off with our one single question. What's the most unique meal you've made to eat? Well, I'm going to travel back in time to when I was eating plant-based, and (laughs) I made red lentil dal. Dal? Dal. It's an Indian dish. How do you spell that? D-A-H-L. So I'm thinking, when you said red lentil doll, I was like, she made a doll out of red lentil beans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a almost, it's not a soup, but it's a soup-like type dish. So doll is a term used for dried split pulses or legumes, like lentils, dried peas, and beans. And it is also the dish itself. So it's a flavorful curry, or rather soup, that is more similar to a thick stew and they make it a lot in India. And Mm. so I was experimenting with different spices and made that one time and it was delicious. Was it hard to make? No, it wasn't. It was actually pretty easy to make. It was just a matter of buying the different spices that you needed and combining them. Nice. I think if I remember correctly, it was all stovetop just in a, Mm. in, in one pot. So it was pretty easy. Heather, how about you? I mean, I've had a lot of sad meals I've had, like eating a (laughs) can of corn over a sink or microwave popcorn for supper or all kinds of things like that that are just pathetic because you don't don't feel like doing anything. But probably another weird one that I've made, I guess it's, I don't know if it's unique is the right word. I guess it's unique, but I had pizza sauce and mozzarella cheese, but no pizza crust, no gluten-free pizza crust because I had a gluten-free pizza crust and I didn't have any. And... I did have some rice that I had cooked, so I made pizza rice. <laughs> I put the pizza sauce with cheese on it, and then I microwaved it, and it was pretty good. It sounds good. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. And so that's probably one of my lazier meals. It's, it's a little strange, but hey, if you don't have the, the right kind of crust with you, then you just make do with what you got. So what about you, Rose? Well, it seems like the theme here is popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> So that's kind of a lame answer because that would be easy, but I have more than once had a bag of popcorn for dinner, Mm -hmm. which is very unique. But I like to talk about my black bean surprise, (laughs) which I would take. Surprise! Uh, I would just basically, a lot of times I would do this after work. I would go go to the grocery store. I would get a can of black beans. I would get a couple of cans or a large can of canned white meat chicken. And then I would get quinoa that was in a bag that I just had to steam it. And then I would steam the quinoa, drain the black beans, mix that in with the chicken, warm it up, and surprise, that was my meal. (laughs) (laughs) Which wasn't really, I mean, it's actually pretty healthy, quinoa and 
chicken and black bean. Although, obviously, the canned chicken might not be great, but I always drained it to rinse it off because I have a... I might not rinse my fruits and my vegetables, but, buddy, I rinse <laughs> the canned chicken off. And uh, it was good. And a lot of times, depending on how much chicken I had and all that, I could almost get two meals out of it. But if I was really hungry, I would eat the whole thing. But it was... That was yeah. my black bean surprise. All right. This wraps up our episode for today. And so in two weeks, we're going to be back and it'll be Christmas week, December 20th. And we have a special Christmas episode we are preparing. Do we want to talk about that? Even though we don't normally give out our teasers anymore. It's the holiday season. So that means we can give out a teaser. (laughs) It's the holiday season. (laughs) So we can give you a teaser because it's it's Christmas and we're in the (laughs) giving spirit. (laughs) So our next episode on December 20th is going to be on misconceptions of the Christmas story. And you'll have to tune in to see, hear what our one single thought will be, because it's going to be good. And you might want to go eat something after this episode, because I'm sure we made you hungry. Our stomachs have been growling the entire time, even though we just ate. That's true. (laughs) So yeah, you're probably hungry. So go enjoy. Food is good for the soul. Mm -hmm. Well, I would like to thank Lindsay for being our special guest today. Thanks for having me on. It's been a real pleasure to sit in this closet with you all. Well, you know what? We're probably going to get a lot of feedback from our fans wanting you to come back. And so we'll we'll have to bring you back one day on a future episode. Until next time, don't follow your heart. Follow God. We hope you've enjoyed One Single Thought. Our theme music is provided by Lindsay Cook, and we're so happy you joined us. Please be sure to share this episode with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. We'd love it if you'd rate and review our podcast so more people can find us and join our tribe of listeners. 